Hey, baby. Hey. Naomi and Andy here with yep. a quick cue slash request. Yes. So, okay, Acast is doing these audience surveys, okay? We put the link in the show notes. The link is going to be in the link tree on our on Instagram and everything like that. Here's the thing, Naomi. Yeah. You know, we're already pretty choosy about the ads right. that we allow on the show. No weapons manufacturers. Raytheon, get out of here. Yeah. Screw off, Raytheon. But we want to make sure that the ads are kind of tailored to y'all. Right. Okay? Right? Say you want to hear ads for a different world DVD box sets. We need to know that. We, we need can to go out that. to them. We can get the word <laughs> out. But we only can get the word out if you give us the word. So you got to fill out the survey. It is quick, quick, quick. And it just lets us know if the ads you're hearing are the right ads for you. Yeah. So get on over to the show notes where that link is or the Couples Therapy link tree and fill out that quick survey so we can pass the word on to ACAST. All right. Roll it. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Open your hearts, loosen your butts. It's time for couples therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling, to messy situations, shits and conscious and coupling, from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text sex, regrets, so feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah, needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it. It's Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. Welcome to Couples Therapy. My <laughs> name is Andy. And I am Naomi. And we are a real-life couple, a real-life couple of comedians. And on the show, we bring you the best sets from our live show, question mark, <laughs> where we have comics who are close to sets together about their relationship. But then also, we do episodes where we have guests come in studio, question mark, <laughs> and answer your advice questions. Today is uh, one of those episodes, and it's our first time recording an episode over Zoom. I would say it went swimmingly. I think so. You know, you guys, maybe the sound isn't what you're used to, but I think it's going to be pretty dang good, and we've got a wonderful guest who was willing to go on a Zoom journey with us in quarantine. Honestly, couldn't have had a lovelier person on the show for this first Zoom time. You have already heard her dulcet tones. Today's guest is Abby Jacobson, comedian, writer, actress, artist. You know Abby. Old friend of ours. Dear old friend. You know Abby Jacobson from Broad City. You also know her books, I Might Regret This and Carry This Book, and also her upcoming, in a while, the show A League of Their Own. Ooh. That's going to be on Amazon. I'm very excited for that, because that also stars... Darcy Carden, right? Ooh, that'll be fun, too. Broad City fam. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, we get into it in this episode. We do, Abby. Like, In some ways, I wonder if our interview's a little more open because we're all uh, desperate Pun for interaction. <laughs> I was going to say punchy. Oh, but also just feeling like, oh, it's so exciting to talk to you. And just kind of just being open and sharing things and... You know, we definitely, we answered a couple of your questions, but we really just got into it with Abby and it was a real good time. Um, before we get to that, a little housekeeping. Oh my gosh. So everyone, uh, even though my computer broke just last week, we still are going to live stream episodes on Wednesday. I've yes. rented a laptop. So we are <laughs> we will keep bringing the content to you on Twitch Wednesdays, 2 p.m. Pacific 5 p.m. Eastern. You can go to twitch.tv slash couples therapy pod. We're doing a fun hour. Yeah. Me and Andy on the couch answering questions, helping you have fun yes. for 60 dang minutes. Taking your mind off of hell world, oh, if we can. I don't think Andy can because he's constantly calling it hell world. It's like, you got to pivot. But that is what we're doing. So <laughs> The darkest timeline? Is that what you prefer that? 
No. Community fans. So uh, what else? Okay. Uh, if you have some disposable cash, only if you have, I know these are difficult times. We made t-shirts right before this all went down that we uh, are in love with. Finally, uh, it's my chance to have merch that reflects my mind. Yes, your sensibility. They're very cool. The Couples Therapy logo, the new logo, as well as Gotta Miss a Bitch t-shirt. So if you're in the mood, you want to snuggle up to something. <laughs> you know, I respect it. You know, I, I get if you can't, you want to tell them merch now. Yes, CouplesTherapy.MerchNow.com is where you can get those. Also, again, only if you have disposable income. Patreon. We have a Patreon. I don't know if you heard Andy broke his computer. So you know what? Any <laughs> any little bitch you got to offer to the to the buy bought a damn new computer fund. But <sighs> no fresh. We all in the struggle right now. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we're just telling you as always what we've got going yes. on. Um, but uh, with a Patreon, two extra episodes a month, just me and Naomi. We're bringing it to you in core core, as the kids are saying. Okay, we are bringing you are the weekly. Really? Hold on, are they really saying core core? I've heard core core. Um, but you guys, we are coming through. We're giving you the four episodes a month. We're giving you that Twitch, and we're bringing you a <laughs> Patreon. We are trying to help you through these trying times as much as we can, though our hearts sink deep into the sadness swamps. Like I thought you were Atreyu's helping horse in <laughs> the never-ending story. I told Andy I can't respond to all of it all the time. <laughs> hey, oh, uh, one other thing. This was uh, very exciting. We were uh, just on an episode of Ask Me Another, the NPR show. Yes. Um, we recorded here from our house, but guess who else is on the episode, Naomi? Deborah Messing, Paul F. Tompkins, and his wife, Janie Hadid. What a wonderful, wonderful it's- Assemblage of humans. As always, hosted by the lovely, hilarious Ophira Eisenberg. It is just a powerhouse lineup that we were so happy to be a part of. It's the most recent episode that dropped on Friday. So listen to it if you want to have some fun. Yeah. And, um, and finally, this is an episode where we uh, take your advice questions. Uh, feel free to DM them to us on any of the social media platforms. But we love hearing your voice. So if you can call in and want to leave a voicemail, it's 323 524 Three, nine. I think that's about it for this business. Why don't we get to this episode, Naomi? Ooh, baby, I am ready. <laughs> Roll it. We were just talking before we started recording about you living alone before this anyway, before the yeah. quarantine happened anyway. Are you like me, an introvert, where this hit and I was like, yeah, okay, I'm fine <laughs> a little bit. I think I'm definitely an introvert, but I don't know if I'm like love the fact that I'm an introvert. So I wasn't like, woohoo, yeah, like yeah, at yeah. all. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> I guess over the weeks we've been doing this, I think I'm aware of like, I like being alone in general. Yeah. Like yeah. ideally I'd love to be with someone that also liked being alone. So like <laughs> that's always been my thing. So I think it might be easier for me. Yeah. Like in the day-to-day reality of like I'm used to spending time alone, but I'm not like super psyched. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's exactly how I'm feeling about it. Like it's not great, but I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, you? I don't know. Like I guess in a way it's interesting. Obviously, like I like to be social, but at the same time I like to be by myself or rather my home. I never really like people being in my house. Like, I don't really invite people over. I'm not hosting stuff. The idea of being, like, kind of in my cocoon makes sense. But I will, like, choose to go out to be active, being like, this is now when I will see a person and talk. And then be like, we're done here. You know what I mean? So I think I miss that, maybe. Like, the ability to go out and decide to talk. But... (laughs) In the house, it's like, yeah. You know, now especially we have so many creatures. We have three animals. Yeah, you guys have a lot of animals. Wait, do you you have a dog now, right? I do. How is she doing? He's a he. Oh, it's a he. Oh, you know why? He's right there on the exercise mat. Oh, my God. I think I thought for some reason, does he kind of look like Darcy's dog, Penny? Well, they hang out. Okay, maybe that's why. Penny's dog is way bigger than Desi. But, yeah, I do have a dog. He's like a rescue. He's like around six. And there have been points in this quarantine where I feared for my life. (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) He's just like not a cuddly guy. He's got major like trauma. Yeah. So we're working on, he snaps at me in a way that's really scary. Yeah. But he's also like the sweetest guy. It's a, 
It's a long, it's a whole thing. So you're Elizabeth Moss in The Invisible Man. Why? I didn't see that. But <laughs> I was like, how? She's living with a, a guy that snaps at her out of nowhere. <laughs> That's a kind yeah, way of putting does. it. Yeah, he does. I tried, like, the first week of this, I couldn't put the leash on him. He would, like, snap at me. Somehow the leash was, like, triggering him. Oh. Yeah, it's a whole fun other element going on <laughs> over here. Uh, but we're we're in a good spot right now. Yeah. Wait, but, but uh, did you know he had the issues when you got him? Or is has it all just been discovery? <laughs> no, I didn't. I mean, I knew he was like five. Yeah. He's from Tijuana. He's a street dog. But it's all like kind of come out. Like, uh-huh. it's really sad. Oh, poor boy. So he's been practicing social distancing. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time I've had him, so I'm used to I'll that say inside this. here. Yeah, uh, so is our dog. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, Mabel doesn't like other dogs. But I'll say this. But you were, are able to give Mabel a bath. Yes. Yes. That's true. Yeah, Mabel's not that. No, <laughs> Mabel Mabel just doesn't like other dogs. She loves us. She snuggled up with us. Not. Uh, I don't want to brag. Yeah, that's nice. I'm not. I'm You're not bragging, brag. Andy. You're bragging. You're kind she, of bragging. She snuggled up between us last night. It was very cute. Abby is struggling. She's a mother struggling. No, no, but here's, here's what I was going to yeah, say. There's no, there's no snuggles over here. Oh, no. I, I would take an animal with PTSD any day that you can um, you can love and you can try to think about this. Think about all the parents out there who have children that are psychopaths. Yeah. And they made that. They made <laughs> those psychopaths. And we've adopted dogs into our lives that we can give therapy with our love. Right. Yes. 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 That's a, that's a good spin. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Just think of all the parents who accidentally have birthed psychopaths. Accidentally birthed psychopaths. Yes. Through quirks of genetics. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I hadn't thought about it that way. (laughs) And when you say that, it's great. (laughs) There's, look, there's always a silver lining. I don't know where I got it from. As a Jew from Pennsylvania, as you are as well. Yes. To Pennsylvania, Jew. Actually, <laughs> wait, I had, a, I had a question. I was thinking about this this morning when I was sweeping up the cat litter. Uh, <laughs> well, I was thinking about talking to you, Abby. <laughs> and I was like, I wonder if there's something about Pennsylvania that drains us. I don't know if you feel like this. I learned. <laughs> drains us. Go on. Drains. Drains us of our vitality in some way. <laughs> I, uh, my therapist calls this isolation of affect where my emotions happen, but I don't, um, necessarily register them. Like they're happening in me. I'm not repressing them, but I'm kind of just like not paying attention to them. Like I'm, I'm you push them aside ish. Like you'd like numb over them kind of not numb because, but it's just like, I'm not paying attention to them. It's like if there's two TV screens going on, my emotions are on one TV screen. And you have a bunch of monitors up. Yeah. Kind of yeah. Like in um, uh, that uh, Sharon Stone movie, Sliver, where well, it's your references. It's like literally <laughs> Invisible Man, Sliver. I don't understand. We're like not able to like, we're like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like All right. How about any movie where you see monitors? Monitors. <laughs> yep. yep. Where any movie where you see monitors. Uh, someone doing it like a surveillance. On yes. Someone. They have 10 yes. monitors. Right. I'm only paying attention to what. So, okay. So, uh, isolation of affect. And a lot of my friends from Pennsylvania are the same way. And I wonder if there's something about Pennsylvania. You grew up outside Philly, right? Yes. I mean, maybe. Like, I didn't grow up with a lot of Jews. Like, I went to camp with a lot of Jews. But you're talking Pennsylvania, not Jews. Well, I was going to wrap that into it, too. Because my parents, even though they're from New York, are somehow the same way. And I'm trying to unravel I think it might be it. a little, like, of a suburban Thing That's what I thought. Where it's like, everything's great. The yard's mode. <laughs> I'm feeling my thing, but it looks great. You know, like, and we're like kind of programmed to be like, you pass by emotional like stopping points, but you're like, I'm going to keep going because why would I stay there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the metaphor. You're in your car in the suburbs and you're driving past like people on their lawns fighting and you're just not paying attention. You're- it's kind of like you drive in a neighborhood and you have an emotion and it's a cul-de-sac and you just turn right around. And get, you know? <laughs> but like, Abby, I always wondered, cause like when we were working together, like you're a cool girl. I think of you a cool sporty girl. You know what I mean? I like, am? Yeah. Like you're like, cause it's like, first of all, I was like, I'm Ab, I play sports. 
Or at least you did, obviously. Like, you know, because you went Hilarious. to sports camp, right? Like, it was sports camp. Hilarious. So it was that like, was the, yeah, but it was a Jewish sports camp. Honey, a sporty Jew is still sporty. A sporty Jew yeah, is still but like, sporty. A, you take a sporty Jew and bring that sporty Jew into, like, the mass population. They're not great at sports. <laughs> But at the at the Jew camp, I was good. Yeah. But you right because because we're talking about on Broad City. I guess I was talking about Jew camp a lot. Yeah. And didn't you like <laughs> go to school? I feel like because I was thinking about it. Obviously, because the show came out. Didn't you go to camp with Little Dicky? Yeah, I went to camp. Right. With Lil so it's like it's like we're Jewish. We're cool. We're sporty. I mean, Dave. Uh, so Dave is a couple years younger. Okay. You guys are like my exact age, right? Or yeah. Am I older? I'm 36. Yeah, I'm old. I'm 36. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm 36 too. Yeah, age. Yeah. yeah. So Dave, I think, is 32, and so like I was a counselor for the his age girls. Okay. Okay. But mm-hmm. like now we're the same age, you know. But right, right, I was right. a counselor, and so like I know Dave for so like when he was a kid and. He is incredible at basketball. Like Dave Ooh. Bird, Lil Dicky was like the best male basketball player at camp. Oh my like goodness. he and I think he plays on the show. Okay. Like he was just like very athletic. Yeah. Oh yeah. The Orthodox kids, when I played basketball pickup games after work after I graduated college, the Orthodox kids would school me. Really? Yeah. In Philly? Why? Uh, Orthodox- uh, Pittsburgh. Oh, in Pittsburgh. Why were the Orthodox kids so good? I don't know. God made them that way. <laughs> <laughs> but like, do you feel though it took you like, like, cause I guess when I say we were cool, your emotions are not, or were not on the surface. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you can kind of be I like, that that's, right. Uh, right. Okay. So I will accept that like coolness, <laughs> yeah. not you mean that kind of coolness, not like, yeah, she cool. But it's, it's both. Like, I think it's both cool. though. No, I, that is a thing. But I think that, when we were to working together, I think it's like a big thing that like in the last, I mean, when, when was season, when did we start? I know. Like in 20 years 2013, ago. 2013 when we were younger, the world was yeah, new. I think that like, I was like very much, not that I'm not now, but like work was like my whole life. Mm-hmm. And it was very much like, I think the, the process of Broad City sort of like allowed me to, because I realized like, oh, like writing about your feelings and your experiences are, is actually like the only thing you you have or that like, I felt like I had to share and that was like my content. Yeah. And so the more we did that, the more I like kind of got to know them. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think that I was very in touch with my emotions in 2013. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) And you've gotten in touch. You've gotten in touch over time. I mean, I'm trying. That's like a big thing. I'm definitely, that's like a big goal. Yeah. At least to be able to like communicate them more like yeah. season one, especially that was like a, that was <laughs> intense on many levels. Yeah. Yeah. I can only imagine. I mean, cause it's funny. Cause you know, when I'm always saying to people, I was like, my introduction to TV writing was its own thing. You know what I mean? Cause like the stars were in charge and it was about their lives and it was small. And I just remember being like, being a showrunner seems real, real hard. Like, I was like, I don't know about this. It's so much that I feel like in a way, I don't know though, but it felt like you do have to kind of cut yourself off at times emotionally to just kind of keep doing what you need to do. Do you mean to be a boss or do you mean just to like, you guys were handed a multi-million dollar business in your mid-twenties to run basically when you're a showrunner. Right? I think it's both. Show. Well, we like weren't right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a big part of <laughs> Yeah, the... yeah, yeah. But, st- but like when you but did, you know? When like... we did, yeah. And like I think it's about, I don't know, a lot of that like sort of forces you to not be, or not forces you, but there's a way to go where you're like, it like limits you from showing those emotions. Yeah. I think in a lot of cases, but I mean- I guess the goal would be to like, despite having all those responsibilities and like pressure yeah. to try and express yourself the best you can, because I don't know, you guys both know, like this industry along with any other industry is like, the, I think the hardest part I've found is like how to work with people. Yes. <laughs> like that is always the thing that you come home yeah. and you're like stressing about Yeah, because it's like those connections and those dynamics you want to try to maintain on top of the all the other stuff yeah and like yeah yeah yeah. you know just trying to figure out how to be like better at like 
I don't know, one, like not being a douchebag and not being a <laughs> dick and showing people that you're grateful and appreciate, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Letting people know that you like their work is great. It, it, sometimes it's hard to like, rem- there's just like so many plates kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I found the business like to me, the minute that a business relationship starts to infect my other, like, especially between me and Naomi, we handle this business stuff differently. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that, like, to me is the most difficult to navigate. Like, once that gets introduced in, once capital, let's talk about this, folks. <laughs> capital, once capital gets introduced into our social relationships, yeah. that's the thing. To me, that's the part of showbiz. That's in quotes for uh, everyone <laughs> listening. Um, that screws up relationships to me, all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just really, I don't know, it's been interesting to, I think about it so much more in moving to LA, right? Because now, in essence, when it comes to the business, we're on the Hellmouth, you know, for all my Buffy fans. We're in the epicenter. And to feel like all relationships, because everybody here does, most people do the same thing, all relationships have a business bent now, whether you want them to or not. Yeah. Like, even if I'm hanging out with you and I'm, I don't want a job or I'm doing whatever, I know that, like, because of what you do, you may think of me or the way I behave in like a friend coffee may influence your decision a year or two from now. You know what I mean? You never know. Yeah, everyone is like in the same, you never know what's going to happen from just being friends. Yeah, but then that's fucked up. It's too much pressure on friends. It's It's a lot of pressure. (laughs) It's like way too much. It's thirst. I I think as long as you're like, uh, this is something I try to do, as long, especially when it's friends, because like I work with a lot of my, like you guys do too. It's like, it's also like that's what you want. You want to work with friends. Yeah. I mean, I think it like as hard as it is to just be like set it out there. This is what I try to do now. And it's like if you're ever feeling anything, let me know. Uh-huh. I'm ever feeling anything. Let You know what I mean? Like just because that's the worst part is like when friendships get tricky because of work right. stuff, I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I was thinking this. <laughs> It's like such a giant pause. I'm like, tell it, tell it, sister. What's it going to be, bitch? No, uh, I actually want to get back to emotions for a second because love it. I feel like, (laughs) no, no, I just feel a certain kinship with you. We don't know each other that well, uh, but But we've known each other a long time. We have. And we've had a couple very good conversations. Yeah. (laughs) No, I was thinking back. I was thinking back like we had a very good conversation at Alana's wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, About relationships. Uh, And, um, but uh, oh yeah yeah where was I at that point? Oh, that was you a want, time. You, that time. was a time, baby. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I you, you can talk yeah, about it if you want. I won't. I won't pull up your spot. Um, it was a time. Was, Ab was open, was and we were gonna get to it. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but I feel a certain kinship with you in in the sense of like at my as the older I get, uh, again, Pennsylvania Jew, not in touch necessarily with emotions, still feeling them, not repressing yeah. them, and then over time learning to express them. And my journey was mostly Naomi nudging me to go into therapy, me finally doing that and being like, oh, this was great. I should have been in therapy all along. And now yeah. I can finally like not like it was literally I, I remember my first couple of therapy sessions was my therapist going, uh, what, what was OK when you felt X, what was the situation? And I explained it and she's like, OK, well, when you are in that next time, actually pay attention to your body. It was like basically holding up emotion flashcards and being like, (laughs) here, you feel, when you're in this, you will feel this emotion. I'm like, oh, okay, I get it now. (laughs) Did you have the same kind of journey? Yeah, I mean, I'm still very much in it. I think it's like working out. Yeah. Like you kind of have to maintain it because any any new interaction is going to be like a new... Yeah. Feeling or like it's it's the same feeling, but like a different and it's hard to like identify it. My journey is also being like, yeah, identifying what it what the feeling is and also like feeling detached from I think what you said about like feeling in your body. It's like I think a lot of times people feel like detached, like they're like working out of their head. Uh-huh. When they're like, oh, your body is like I'm tensing because I feel this way. Right. And yeah, truly like. I would say like 80% of my life is like trying to do this (laughs) in this quarantine time. That's for sure. I'm like, I don't know. I'm, I'm like, I did just have like a therapy 
right before this. Oh, that's good. That loosened you up. Zoom, You're so. loose now. I yes, love it. it's just like also a big thing for me is like I think a lot of people are dealing with this, especially now because a lot of people aren't used to being with themselves mm-hmm. as much. But it is like, what are the stories that you're like telling yourself about what other people think yeah. and feel about you? Yeah. And it's like, well, what's the reality? Like if no one says how they're feeling, then like we're only operating on like what we, you know, like the crazy stories right. we, we right. think are happening. Like they don't want to like reach out to me or like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're also dealing with. You have you okay. You trying to figure out your own actual narrative, and, and then dealing with people you know. You also have people you don't know, putting a narrative on, putting you. a narrative like placing a narrative on you that you have to respond to in some way. Oh yeah. <laughs> Just, Wait, you mean me or like everybody? I, well, I mean both, I but think I think the you, nature, you have a public persona as well. You have a you have a very like people who have a public persona, especially people who have like a very public persona. Like you're on talk shows, or you're in magazines. People. You don't know anything. I was thinking about this the other day when, like, some journalist was writing something. And it was pretty right wing, but they were like in a left wing news source. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, it, I actually did like research on this person to mm-hmm. find out what their actual biases were. Right. Anyone can write anything in any kind of news source, and yeah. you just have to deal with what that person wrote about you. Oh yeah. So yeah, you yeah. have a public narrative that's also placed on you by having a public persona that you have to deal with. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I feel like, especially now, like, I haven't, I guess I'm more, I was more aware of that, like, when Broad City was, like, coming out, because I was, like, way more in press stuff. That's just, like, another little layer of anxiety of, like, what do people think of, like, the work I put out there, and, Mm -hmm. like, do are they interpreting it the way that I intended, and, like, you know what, like, it's never always going to match up. Yeah. Like, people, like, there's also so much content that I'm... Like people, some people are going to hate what I do or they're going to hate like my personality. (laughs) And it's insane to me that you would like go online in any format and like say that you hated anyone in any way. Like I would never do that (laughs) about anything. Yeah. I would just be like, not for me. I won't watch that ever again. That's a thing (laughs) I just don't understand about people. And it's like really upsetting. Yeah. But I also feel like like the last year since Broad City ended, I've kind of been pretty low-key. I'm not really, like, putting anything out there. So that's not been a big concern, even though a lot of my work that I have put out is, like, very personal. And I try my best to be, like, this is, like, my experience. This is my take on my experience of life, and that's what I think is funny, yeah. Or I'm like observing something. So I'm like, yeah, I don't know. That's a, it's a whole thing that like is kind of hard to like grab a hold of. If what, that makes sense. like, what was the process of the writing your book? You know what I mean? Like, where you really kind of were like, this is where I'm at. For some reason in my head, I was just like imagining you like against a gorgeous desert landscape. You know what I mean? Like you were against a landscape. There were some watercolors. There were some colored pencils. But then to the side, you were like, here is my memoir. I mean, what was the process? I mean, like, I'm going to open up. Because, like, it was a big deal for you to just open up in a way. Because obviously, you know, Broad City was with someone else. Like, it was just your own. Also a fictionalized version. Yeah. And so you were like, nah, here's the real as I go on this road trip. Yeah. I mean, I think, like, the book is, like, a collection of essays that are, like, supposed to be, like... This is a slice. I, I, I drove from New York to LA and that trip was like three weeks in yeah. the summer of 2017. And it's supposed to kind of feel like that three weeks. Yeah. Like you're in this slice. So like it technically is mo- memoir-ish, but it's yeah, kind of yeah. like, this is this summer. This is how, I'm, but it took me, I did the trip and then it took me August to August to write that book. Okay. Because where I was also writing Broad City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and shooting Broad City while I'm writing, like it was like at night. Mm-hmm. I like did that night and weekends that I wrote the book, and I mean it was such a fever dream of a thing. <laughs> I was like, I don't know why I'm doing this, <laughs> <laughs> but if this is my life, bizarrely, like my job is to like mostly write about stuff mm-hmm. that I've experienced and that like for whatever reason I think is funny or was hard and that like. Like, I always felt like on Broad City, my character 
was like the relatable one more. Like that's how I kind of pitched the book. I was like, if anything, I don't know if it will be well written. I don't know if this will be funny, <laughs> but I think it'll be relatable. <laughs> you know, so I kind of had this itch to write in that format. I don't know. It was like probably the most challenging creative thing I've done because it was on my own and it also kept me, you know, the book is mostly about like me being during a time when I was like really heartbroken and like mm. the first time I was really like trying to suss out all my feelings mm-hmm. and it probably kept me in that state longer uh-huh. because I was like writing about it and like had to think about it and I had to like go, you know, yeah. so yeah, it was definitely not in a desert landscape though. <laughs> I wrote it in the wee hours of the night, okay. you know, kind of vibe. Yeah. <laughs> but the was question, that, I don't was know. that your first real heartbreak? Like what the, the question I had was as you've like learned to understand your emotions more, have your romantic relationships deepened? <laughs> no. <laughs> like um <laughs> No, like bizarrely, if anything, that was like the only time I've ever been in love. And that's why I think it was the only time I've ever been like truly heartbroken. And this was like a couple years ago at this point. And I have dated a ton and like for like condensed periods of time. But like I'm sort of back where I was before where I'm like dating a ton. But now it's also women. Uh (laughs) So that that was like the big... Uh-huh. switch there after that but no I, and that's also like a my thing of like what is this what's what I don't are know love what my I don't know what why I feeling? don't get into long relationships yeah yeah okay that's a lot to unpack I feel like we have a really good back ground though now because we know where abby's at because we're going to answer some people's relationship questions yeah it seems like a great time for me (laughs) to get into relationships it's good this isolating moment (laughs) well think about it i I might never be with anyone ever again (laughs) here's the good thing about this is that you get to know a person guys you get to know their souls no but like without the pheromones fucking up your brain if you like meet someone online and you yeah. like talk to someone through Zoom, yeah, then you kind of like you're like, oh, I have to like this person, right? Like, you just yeah, have to it's like more that like person. old school of like where yeah. you had to like write letters for a while. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah. This is the Vict- we're back to Victorian. Yeah, era. we're back to <laughs> like. Well, also, I'm like, it's gonna be like Virginia Wolf times. Like, <laughs> Virginia right. Wolf times, just drunk and yelling. But <laughs> that's, that's who's afraid of Virginia Wolf times. I know, I know. Yeah, I, I know. Just, I was like, what? No, I'm into, no you mean you're gonna put rocks in your uh, in your coat and walk into a lake? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's what not. I mean. The good thing is there's not a creek nearby. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do think there is something to be said for not just getting to know a person, right? But like. There, you really are just left with the person because the thing I've been thinking about is like, obviously in isolation, there's nothing to distract me, not just from me, but then from other people. Like when I'm talking to someone, we don't really have anything to talk about. We're not doing some fun activity. We're just interacting. And right. so I really get to know like, it's not, cause there are times where you know you share experiences with people and you're like, oh my God, I love them. And then it's like, no, I think I just love going to that play. And they were there at the time, you know what I mean? And so now yeah. to just talk and be like, oh, I like you when nothing else is going on. I like you when yeah. nothing else is around is good to discover. <laughs> A friend was saying to me, he was like, a thing I've been thinking about lately is that at the end of this, maybe when we actually interact in person with each other, like we won't, as I'm holding my phone to record, but like <laughs> we won't always be attached to our phones. Yeah. Because we're like, oh my God, I haven't, like we won't just take for granted the actual in person. Yeah. Like, you know, when you're at dinner, like how often does someone, your old people are always still checking their phones and stuff. Yeah. 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 I want to see how that tweet did. Yeah. yeah, that's him. That's him. That's, that's what I'm always going one. on. Yeah. This uh, one's always like, I got, I got an idea for a tweet. tweet. Oh, yeah. Uh, gotta type it. Let me just, he, he'll be like, hold on. Let me just write it down. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> great. Great. All right. Why don't we take a break? And we'll be right back. Answer some questions. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. 
With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Can we take a minute and talk about skims? Now, you know I'm a recent skims convert, having tried their underwear in the last few months, and I am now living lifted, supported, changed. So I decided to keep trying new stuff. And let me tell you, skims, basics, and foundations are where it's at. Yes, I recently got the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt. And y'all, it is so comfortable. It's been the perfect layer for me. I'm rocking it under a cardigan or a sweater when I want to keep it fitted and fabulous and not look all bulky. I mean, y'all know I'm back to work. Hashtag blessings. And I'm definitely that girl who is always cold in the office, okay? I need my layers, but I'm still trying to look put together. And the soft, smoothing, seamless shirt is helping me get it right. And I also got the boyfriend t-shirt in Heather Gray. And it is so friggin' soft and comfortable. And it's giving casual but intentional when I wear it with a pair of jeans. I'm feeling very good in it. So if you want to give these and other basics a try, shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small through 4X. Thank you for the range, Skims. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop down menu that follows. Again, that's skims.com. Go check out everything they've got in the new t-shirt shop. Dear listeners, Andy here doing the ad read again, and today we're talking about me undies. As the male half of couples therapy, I was asked to do this one because we're talking about boxers, which, and I hope I'm not breaking any confidences, Naomi does not wear. Now, if you're a podcast listener like me, you've heard plenty of ads for me undies, and frankly, I had always thought it's underwear. How special can it be? And then I tried them, and friends. It is like wearing magic. It is like wearing a dream. It is so soft, there is nothing earthly I can compare it to. I am embarrassed, absolutely embarrassed to say I'm middle-aged and just finding this out. But the material your underwear is made out of really does make a difference. I won't say where I usually get my boxers from, but... For comparison, me undies are like wearing a cloud covered in angel's feathers, and the other ones I wear are like wearing a bear trap smothered in puke. Me undies got style for everyone, from all black classics to fun expressive prints in sizes extra small to 4XL. And they use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that actually care for their workers. Also, I gotta point this out, there is a particular technology that the folks at Me Undies would like me to discuss. Now, you know Naomi is sex negative and I am sex neutral, so I didn't want to have to say what this technology is, so I asked friend of the show, friend in real life, Mort Burke, to say the phrase. So, okay, here it goes. For any listeners with penises and testicles, I can say medical words, I can say medical words. You might be interested in me undies sophisticated contoured pouch and ball caddy. What's that again, Mort? They're incredibly comfortable contoured pouch and ball caddy. Wonderful. Thanks, buddy. Okay. Soft underwear comes in all packages at me undies. So to get 20% off your first order plus free shipping, go to meundies.com slash therapy. That's meundies.com slash therapy for 20% off plus free shipping. Me undies. Comfort from the outside in. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. And we're back! Sitting here with Abby Jacobson, <laughs> who's in her home, and we are living a Zoom life in quarantine. Okay, Abby, Woo. we have uh, people send us questions by direct message, by <laughs> uh, Gmail. Cool. Uh, by they voicemail. Call in and leave a voicemail. Uh, so uh, let's go with this one first. Uh, this comes to us from Anonymous. Okay. Oh my wow. god, this is a this long is, one. I'm like uh, looking at Andy's uh, phone, and I'm like, okay, there's some backstory. I believe this was an Instagram <laughs> direct message. Couples Therapy Pod on Instagram. Hi guys, love the pod, love you both. Let's get into it. Woo! So I'm asking about this boy I was dating for a hot minute. We first met when we were an undergrad. I was a freshman, and he was a 23-year-old transfer. Okay. And we were part of the same satire newspaper. And we became friends. Okay. Is this the Harvard I Lampoon? know. Harvard Lampoon. Who knows? How many satire newspapers are there? Anyway, uh, he asked me out and I turned him down because I was super depressed and had no self-esteem and I knew I wasn't in a good place to date anyone. Good, good. Fast forward five years. <laughs> I'm 24 and much, much less depressed. Bragging. Pretty confident and doing great. Wow. Me and this dude are still friends on Instagram and last December I reached out to catch up and hang out. We start casually dating, and it's going so well. I like him a lot, and he likes me a lot. It's just very new and exciting. He's just so warm and affectionate and open. Here's the turn. Then one day, he tells me, kind of abruptly and in a serious way, that he knows he can't offer me a committed, serious relationship right now because he knows deep down that there is some pretty serious trauma that he hasn't processed. I won't get into it, but he is definitely right. Okay. He said he respected how independent I am, and, like, he said... (laughs) That he kind of realized that some of the behavior in his toxic past relationships has been on him because, not to brag, but I'm pretty much the opposite of codependent, and he's still starting to get into these unhealthy emotional patterns. Okay. I understand that he was just trying to save me from being hurt in the future, and I really respect him telling me what he's capable of giving me. I told him that I'd love to keep a platonic relationship, and we went our separate ways. It's been a month and a half, about as long as we dated— and I still have pretty strong feelings for him. I miss having him in my life, and I want to float an idea by you guys. Um, what if I started dating him again? <laughs> I feel like I could continue to casually date him. I don't know. I think that if we both communicate, question mark, and find therapists, question mark, let me know. Love you, Anonymous. And then okay. two PSs. Hold on. Oh, God. P.S. He was initially proposing like a very casual relationship, and I said, no, let's just be friends. And then a second P.P.S., that she sent after the pandemic. Obviously, the situation of my question is postponed until after the quarantine, but my original question stands. If it's casual and I continue to see other people, and if he gets a therapist, is it still a bad idea to try and date him again? Is it a bad idea to date this guy casually? That's the question. Yeah, yeah you, you gotta to start. Go, what do you want? <laughs> uh, for the listener, Abby is staring off bemused i think or think <laughs> no she's thinking but it's like because i think abby doesn't no, want to hurt anyone's thinking. feelings whereas i'm ready to drag a bitch <laughs> i'm gonna say no like as someone who has felt and said like this sounds like she's been dating him off and on for like a while now but as someone who has felt and said like i can't do this i'm like not i'm not in a place where i can do this it's not that it's not mm-hmm. true. Like if I'm struggling with something with like whatever trauma or whatever, like everyone has their shit. But if I don't want to date someone because of that, it means I don't want to like work on it with you. Uh-huh. Because for me, I think the ultimate goal is like, you're not going to meet anyone that doesn't have their shit. Mm-hmm. Like right. everyone comes into it. Like you guys know more than anyone. Like not, not your shit, but like you're, no, 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 you guys fully. have been together no, for correct. a long time. But I'm like, yeah. I think the ideal thing is like, I'm coming with my shit, you're coming with your shit, and we're de- agreeing like, I want to be with you and I'm going to work on my stuff with you and like alongside you. Yeah. But yeah. like, I don't want to do it with you. Right. Right. Like, because I, mean, I agree. I'm with you on this though, because my thing is like, if he, because if, if this guy is saying, 
because of my shit, I cannot be in a relationship with you. To me, the, the greatest gift a person can do is let you the fuck go. You know what I mean? Like when they know they can't show up, believe them. And you know? he's like being honest. You know, he's not like just breaking up with you. He's like saying why. Yeah. But I just think it's like, listen, I get the urge to like want to be with that person still. But like, I, I, I just think it's going to be not fun. <laughs> <laughs> I also think sometimes too, what can happen regardless of gender, regardless of age, when someone's able to say what their issue is, sometimes it can be so exciting. Cause you're like, oh my God, you are self-aware. This is amazing. And you think like, ooh, that's like, that's so hot or we can get through it. But it's like, it's not just enough to be able to name it. It's not enough right. to be able to name he, it anymore. He's not saying, this is really hard for me, but I, yeah, I want to like talk with you about it. And I want to like get to the next place with you about it. It's like, no, this is gonna, I mean, I think, I don't remember her name, but she's only 24 or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I don't know. When I was 24, I was like not trying to, I don't know. <laughs> but like, I just think like a casual re- relationship with someone who's, you already want more than that is just not a good idea. Exactly. I was like, because you are already into this person. You miss them and you want to be around them. It also, too, it's like the way it sounds to me, too, is like you're settling for what this person will give you. And that is never the dynamic of a good, healthy relationship. Because even if you say it's going to be chill or you're like, can I have a casual relationship? You know it ain't going to stay casual. I'm also like, she knows this already. (laughs) She wants us to say the opposite. She wants someone to say the opposite so she can. Right. Because it will, like, yeah, like, it obviously sounds like they have, like, chemistry and it's, it's like a fun dynamic. But, like, if you care about someone in a, deeper way and they are like not willing to do that work with you. I just don't think it's, I don't know. It'd be different if he came back to her and said, I thought about it. I really want to like try this with you. I want to work on my shit. Let's do it. You know? Yeah. If there's anything that's good about the quarantine and let's be honest, there's nothing, but like it is maybe in isolation. uh, She gets to get over anonymous gets to get over this person. Yeah. Because yeah. they're not around each other, and they're for so if if there are certain relationships that are not great for you, but you are in some way addicted to their pheromones or <laughs> whatever it is in isolation, that maybe gives you the time to think through this stuff. That I think a lot of my stuff uh, is again with this isolation of affect shit that I've been talking about. Is that like I don't process the stuff in the moment? Yeah. And I'm like always like fucking around on my phone or something like that. So I don't think about these things. So Mm -hmm. I don't think about my emotions. And I've been forced here in isolation, not isolation, but like, you know, I don't don't get to go out, but like I've been forced to spend a lot more time in my own brain and it's helped. I'm like, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, Well, I also imagine like I'm not with someone like I was talking to other friends of mine that are a couple on zoom. And I was like, how has this been for you? Like, I imagine it's either like, wow, we're growing as a couple because this is hard being one room away from each other every moment (laughs) or this fucking sucks. Yeah. Yeah. In a couple, I think you have to like make that choice to be like, if I'm feeling a way right now, if you're bothering me, I maybe need to like address it right now. Yeah. Or I'm going to like be annoyed all fucking day. I don't know. I know. No, it's so true. Like we got into a fight. And, like, I just, like, went in the bedroom and hid. I was the one. I was in trouble. So I, like, go into the bathroom. I went into the bedroom. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to sit in this bedroom and just wait for Andy to decide to forgive me. In trouble. And then, and then, well, that's also one of my issues. I always call it in trouble, which is, you know, that's fucked up. Anyway, and then he was like, but then I, like, sent an email. Because I was like, oh, God, I cannot take the discomfort of feeling like. Yeah. He was in the other fucking room. And I was then, in the other room on the exercise. Yeah, but bike. like whatever you gotta do, that's <laughs> exactly. like it's way better. To, I yeah, I was like, you know what, you gotta, and it was, but it was also like because when, because I don't like I don't do that a lot, but it was one of those things. Where it was like when tensions are high or like when you know, it was my way of being like, let him feel his feelings, but I will say I'm sorry, and he can kind of take that when he wants to, as opposed to like stomping in the other room and being like. Forgive me immediately. Right. You know? No, but whatever way it is, it's like, I think, I hope at least that couples are like addressing more of the things that they would maybe like, just like 
ignore. But yeah. This time is, is making us all like kind of, it's highlighting whatever ways we like ignored stuff before. I was reading an article too that said like in China, after the quarantine was lifted, there was a fucking spike in divorces. Because there were people who like once oh, they were like, oh, shit. I can lead a house now. Bye, bitch. Wow. Because without, I think without, think about it. You could, If you're in a situation where you're not really happy, but part of what you're able to do is get up and go to work every day and like leave yeah, the house. this is highlighting This every, is telling you. It highlights yes. whatever you're dealing with, I think. Yeah. There's also like, this crisis is forcing existential crises on all of us. And so you have to start thinking like, uh, everyone in, in China that was under quarantine was just like, uh, oh, this sucks. <laughs> my life sucks. I want it to be different. I want my life then, to be yeah. different. My to therapist real- said this morning, he was like, I've been thinking of it like we are all like at home on hospice. Ugh. As if it's like. Oh my God. The, the the lo- darkest- no, but like the loomingness of yes. like this death. The specter, and, like, yes. This dire thing has been like, well, who do I, who do I care about? What do I want? Like, is what I have right now what I want? Yeah. Or not. Like, yeah. it is. Like, it really makes you question everything. Yeah. We- We're all hospice girls. Hospice girls. Hospice girls. That's it. That's it. Hospice girls. Hospice girls. Um, wait, Abby, can we talk about a male therapist for a minute? I mean, are you like talking to a man about feelings? It's funny. I, I actually never. have I have two different ones. Ooh. Like, I have a therapist. My therapist, therapist in New York, yeah, yes, who I've FaceTimed with since I've been coming out here. But um, this therapist is a psychiatrist. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. The medicine, the medicine man. But <laughs> but I'm actually not even on uh, on anything oh. now. But it's like, may I suggest just... Wellbutrin? It's so fun. <laughs> I have been on that, but I yeah. He's someone actually that I talk a lot about psychedelics oh in therapy <gasps> are you doing that like like the dosing that like opens your brain i am not at the moment but i i have and he's so wow. um did it help yeah what is i've that? been i've been so curious about it wow. yes it's it's like it should be legalized everywhere I'm afraid of it. Like, I'm afraid that if I take something like that, because I feel like I'm um, hanging on by a thread most times, uh-huh. I'm afraid that I will take it and it will literally fucking break my brain. Like, it'll be like, nope, you full crazy now. I That's why I'm afraid of, like, specifically yeah. psychedelics. Well, I is- think we've been propaganda, again, as someone who's like a complete teetotaler, I think we've been propagandized by the previous generation, by the boomers, not even the pre- not even Gen X, by the boomers, who, like, did a ton of psychedelics and smoked all the pot in the sixties and then turned into the me generation. And they're like, all of that's bad. And if you're, if you take uh, even a, a, a millimeter of a mushroom, <laughs> you'll jump out a window. Cause you think you could fly. That was, yeah, my, that's that was all me. propaganda. Yeah. It's like, if you have, I mean, if you don't do, do any of that stuff, but if you've ever done it recreationally, you know that it like expands your mind in a way that like, you know, in, when I was a teenager in, in my twenties, I I did psychedelics at concerts or like in fish. a park. Abby loved fish. <laughs> Abby had a dreadlock. Abby loved fish. Was it just I never fish? had a dreadlock. <laughs> okay, was it just fish? Lock. Was it also like rat dog? Yeah, I went to like uh, in high school. I went to all the like jam band in car, like all those. Uh, but it I was s- like you would go and you would you would be like, you know, j- it was all external. Yeah. And and using psychedelics for internal purposes mm-hmm. is like it's like years of therapy really? in like a day. Wow! And you do it in the person's office. Um, I, there's a couple different ways. I mean, I I, do, I I recently did something that's actually legal, so it's okay. Um, <laughs> called ketamine. Uh huh. I've heard of that. And that's legal. And that I did it in an office. Okay. And it's like. I don't know. I'm just, I'm very into like trying different ways of like therapy. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. why. Oh my gosh. I, it's great. I wish so I had. So that's when he, he was talking, I was talking to a different therapist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I wasn't so scared of it because I think it would be beneficial for my uh, extreme anxiety and fear of death. It's definitely <laughs> like a, a scary thing just because it is like truly altering. Mm-hmm. 
But if you ever can want to talk about it off this, I'm down. And <laughs> I mean, I also am like, it's a legitimate fear, but I'm some, I can say like, you will be fine. Like, I know you'd be fine. Ooh. Um, all right. And it's legal. It's a legal thing. It's like truly. Well, no, as Andy tries no to make a big decision in his life yeah. that I'll support either way, we're going to take a quick break. And we'll be back with one more question. <laughs> Another question with Abby Jade. Normally, do not say it in unison. But no, it's, I it's, love it. I fucking love it. It's weird because we're sitting like so close to each other. I, know, we're I like, feel yeah. like it, it like generates it. group mind without <laughs> you having to. Again, our pheromones that we're trading. You and pheromones. <laughs> you and fucking pheromones today. Um. All right. Let's try a voicemail. I'm gonna play it on my phone for everyone. Hi, Andy, Naomi, and Abby. Um, my name is Rita. I am calling you from Las Vegas. I'm not at work right now. I just went upstairs, so I'm out of breath. Um, but I have a really quick question, Abby, for you. Um, I don't know how real your relationship with Ilana was on the show, but I have a best friend who I love very, very much. She's like my platonic soulmate, and she's amazing. But I feel like she gives me really honest, advice, but I feel like I'm afraid to do the same for her, and I was wondering if you could give me advice on how I can do that without making myself feel like I'm being a bad friend by not agreeing to what she's saying, or like, how do I say something without coming off so judgmental? I don't know if that makes sense, but um, thanks you guys so much. I love your show. I love you, Abby. Bye. So okay. her friend, her friend can be honest with her, but she's afraid to be honest with her friend. Is that right? Yes. Did I get that right? And she's like afraid. She's like, well, how can I be honest without coming off? I guess as a dick because she's just, like judgmental. So I'm like, it's a I hard have, thing. Yeah. But I have more questions about the dynamic. To me, there's something about being afraid that feels a little bit like for your platonic soulmate, you shouldn't be afraid to say because that person knows your personality. They know like even if you're being judgy. You love them. You're their friend. Even if there is that like conflicting opinion or like even if there is a little judgment sometimes without like a malicious intent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Your friend should know that there's no like ill will. Like so that should be like a given mm -hmm. that will hopefully like alleviate the stress of being honest. But I don't know. Like a thing I've been trying to do lately that I'm not great at is like paying more attention to my vocabulary and how Ooh. I say things. Mm -hmm. And I mostly do it in regard to like how I think to myself, mm -hmm. kind of like what I say, how I say I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. And so I wonder if it is just being a little bit more thoughtful in the way that you say something to someone. And also you can preface it by like, okay, I just want to make sure this comes across the right way. You know right. what I mean? Like, yeah. All that stuff I think is important. Yeah. I uh, Just yesterday, uh, for most of my life, uh, I was not paying attention to my tone. Again, this uh, we're in the we're driving in the suburbs, so like <laughs> my tone is outside the car. I never my, and my my dad would always like yell at me. He's like, you're, "Do you realize you're being like arrogant?" And I yeah. uh, I'd be like, "What? No, I'm fine." <laughs> and I just wouldn't realize this stuff. <laughs> and yesterday, I think I said something kind of sharply at you, Naomi, and I I I didn't realize it in the moment, and then I saw your reaction, and I uh, took a beat, but I just about immediately apologized for it. Cause I saw it, it. I was paying attention to the way I was taught. I, I, again, not totally in the moment, but a, <laughs> close enough that I could see it. Like it wasn't, it was on delay. It was right. like my paying attention to my tone and my emotions was on a five second delay. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I think my facial expression helped. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, excuse you. I know. <laughs> like, no, but like tone in person is like, uh, like obvious, like the, someone is going to like, like Naomi, you're like uncontrollably react, like you're reacting <laughs> yeah. like what? But even like I'm trying to pay attention to to like t text tone, yeah, and email. Like it's really hard, and I've been like 
I just was like called out this morning because I said something not trying to be mean in any way, but I like sent a text and Uh like because of when it was sent and like there wasn't anything around it, it was like interpreted in like a totally different way than I intended. Oh, yeah. I hate that. And I was like, oh, like and then you have to like kind of explain like I'm so sorry, like but the tone and it's so important. Yeah. I know. It's so tough. Because all the everyone else is dealing with their own story that they're saying. So they're getting a yeah. thing back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Guys, humanity and culture is happening at the intersection of all of our stories. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> at the intersection of all of our stories. And you see, this is where being in quarantine for so many days, I told Andy a couple days ago, I go, honey, I can't laugh at all the jokes. <laughs> because I'm just in it now that I'm like, I'm That's numb. That's so funny. You're like, uh, you're like, I gotta, I gotta just let it go because I'm sitting here. We're watching something. Yeah. I, can't <laughs> like yeah. I, can't, I can't acknowledge all of it. Naomi's a tired mom. <laughs> <laughs> a tired mom on hour three of a play date. <laughs> it's like, let the children laugh. You know? <laughs> Uh, and I'm as punchy as hour three of a child on a plane. I know. Day. You keep your energy up. I'm a much more, because I'm naturally weary. <laughs> I'm already <laughs> keeping a low energy level in quarantine. I was like, I don't have to leave the house. Like, literally, when I took a shower, and I only, it's so funny, because even though we're on a Zoom, I was like, I should take a shower for Abby, because I feel like the stink lines are coming off of me like pig pen. You know what I mean? Like, I'm so, it's been like a full 48 to 72 hours. Like, I can't remember at least two days where I'm like, okay, girl, you got to do something. Because I just don't, I'm like, oh, if I don't have to leave the house or if I only leave the house and don't interact with somebody, I am doing the bare fucking minimum. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not wearing, I'm wearing like workout pants. You gotta. I don't know when the last time I, I've like been in an outfit was (laughs) like, I truly was in my room, in my closet. And I was like, what is all this stuff? Like, what are we doing here? Like, will I ever wear these clothes again? Oh, I know. I keep getting emails from anthropology where it's like last chance, 50% off sale. I was like, I don't need clothes. Anthropology. I know. know. Leave me alone. I was like, the last thing I'm going to get, I was like, what the fuck? I'm going to wear this summer dress. I was so bad. (laughs) But okay. So to, Finish the que- <laughs> to finish uh, our listener's question. Uh, I think it much like we are all now paying attention to not touching our faces. Yes, and it takes the supreme act of self awareness about ourselves in every moment. I think that's also then should be applied to how you talk with your bestie, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or any a- yeah, anyone that you care about, or yeah. not you know just in general. Yeah, supreme act of self awareness in the moment. You as are I'm you're not on delay. You are watching the tape as it happens. Yes, yes, and also just yeah, stating your in, stating your intention. Right as you said, it's like not that stating your intention automatically absolves you, but at least it can give the person a little bit of a buffer. So that even if you say something harsh, they're like, okay, let me remember, there is loving kindness here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and also <laughs> like with Alana, like. We, you know, we are, she is one of my best friends, and but I don't like, I'm not like, Alana, what the fuck are you doing? You know, like, <laughs> we're not, I'm not, I would be like, excuse me? Like, fuck, like, yeah. it is, I think maybe as I get older, I am more careful with my better friends because oh, I'm, yes. I'm like, also like, especially with like the, the time away you like i don't i don't see everyone as much so it's mm-hmm. a little like i want to make sure you you interpret me correctly you yeah. know <laughs> that's my pet peeve oh i know <laughs> my pet peeve is people not interpreting me correctly and that's partly on me yes yeah yes. to convey the information in the way that i want other people to pick it up well, and you can convey you can also check be like does that make sense do you yeah. get what yes i think the thing that people tend to do is because something to you means something or is interpreted a certain way, you assume other people interpret it that way. And I think though, I tend to be the opposite. I'm much more like, because you and I kind of will butt heads on this. I'm much more like a, I'm trying to figure you out and figure out the language you need with all people. Whereas I think you tend to be more like, well, this is me, get on board. And I'm much more like, okay, what's the alchemy? Like when I know you're like white and middle-aged, okay, I need to soften. This is historical stuff, guys. I know. (laughs) 
This is historical uh, stuff. This is, this is like how you were as kids. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> there she is. Abby's putting her arms up. Get that Damn it, I missed yeah, it. This is <laughs> in victory. Uh, Abby, thank you so much. This is the first time we recorded one of these things on a Zoom. Yep. I I thought it was delightful. You might need to get used to it. I know. We're going to figure out the technology and um, appreciate you going with us on this journey. Of course. It was so lovely to see you guys and get to hang out. I know. Yeah, it was actually, I would say this beyond that, it was actually lovely just to talk to you. I really, it's been an age since I've seen your face. I know. Oh my goodness. I know we have to like catch up not on a podcast. I know. That's the that's important for all LA friendships. You know what yes. I mean? People where it's like, oh, is this podcast your way of being friends? You have to find it in person. I know. <laughs> you have to find it in person. All right. Well, thank you again, and we'll see you all next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>